0: Hey, this is Angus King on Inside Maine. We're talking today about one of the biggest conservation bills passed in Congress in the last 50 years, something called the Great American Outdoors Act that's going to touch everybody in the country one way or another. It has two pieces, the Restore Our Parks Act, which I've been working on for three or four years, which provides much-needed funding for the backlog of maintenance projects all over the country at our National Parks and public lands, and also permanent funding for the Land and Water Conservation Fund, a program created in the 60s to take revenues from offshore and onshore uh, drilling and and mineral exploration and turn them back to the American people uh, in the form of uh, recreational and outdoor opportunities. both of those bills were combined into the Great American Outdoors Act. And first, I want to talk to Stephanie Clement, who is, uh, has a wonderful job, I think. Uh, she's uh, one of the she's the outreach director for Friends of Acadia. She gets to think about and walk around and talk about and work for one of the most beautiful places on earth. Uh, Stephanie, great to have you with us.
1: Well, thank you so much, Senator King. We're thrilled to be here, and uh, we couldn't agree with you more that we're uh, so lucky to be here next to Acadia National Park.
0: Well, talk to me about the the maintenance backlog and and why this is important. Uh, I've been up there and seen, ironically, one of the biggest problems at Acadia is a maintenance shed that's falling down. Uh, Tell me about what what are some of the other projects that are, uh, I understand it's like a $60 million backlog.
1: That's correct. We, um, the backlog actually as of 2018 was almost 66 million here at Acadia National Park. And it's created every time that, uh, the, there isn't enough funding or there aren't enough staff people to, uh, take care of a scheduled maintenance project in the park. It then gets deferred to a future year and becomes part of the maintenance backlog here at Acadia. And, um, some examples of maintenance projects that are part of the backlog, as you mentioned, the maintenance shed that is, uh, has a large crack that runs all the way through it, um, but other examples include trail projects here in the park that get deferred to future years. And another significant one involves the uh, septic system at one of Acadia's favorite campgrounds, the Seawall Campground area. Because of the use that that campground receives and also because of issues related to climate change, we do anticipate that that septic system will need to be connected to the Southwest Harbor sewer system in future years and, uh, in order to prevent the failure of that septic system down the road.
0: So that's the kind of thing. And, you know, one of the arguments that we was made here in Washington was, you know, why do we need to, uh, spend all this money? You know, we're using the, the, uh, revenues from the, uh, excess revenues from the, the, uh, oil and gas exploration, but, uh, the answer is that these, when you aren't maintaining your infrastructure, it's a kind of debt. It's a it's a bill that has to be paid, and it's going to have to be paid eventually. And of course, one of the reasons this has built up uh, fairly quickly is the massive increase in use uh, in the national parks. How many how many visitors did you have last year at Acadia?
1: Yeah, last year here at Acadia, it was about three point, just over 3.4 million visit, visitors. Um, uh-huh. And so really the maintenance backlog is all about paying the American people back and making sure that future generations of park visitors are able to have the exact same experience that we are, are able to have here today in the park. It's all about making sure that the, uh, the restrooms, the visitor centers, the campgrounds, and even things that we don't normally see as visitors it's the water systems the septic systems the electrical systems that it's all about maintaining those resources for future generations by
0: the way we've had several hearings on this and i have i've suggested what i think is an eminently reasonable and fair way uh, to allocate these these funds between parks because people say well you know who's going to get what and i suggested it should be alphabetical don't you agree with that uh, acadia goes oh, Acadia goes first and Zion goes last. My friends out west aren't so crazy about the idea.
1: I can certainly understand that. <laughs> we would support you 100% in that regard. Yeah,
0: I, I, don't, think, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. But uh, now I, I have to say one of the reasons th- this passed and, and got the support that it did, and I think I can't remember, I think we got 70 votes or so, 73 votes. Um, it was entirely bipartisan. Uh, the Restore Our Parks Act uh, started out three and a half years ago with Rob Portman of Ohio, a Republican, and Lamar Alexander, a Republican from Tennessee, who, by the way, lives in the shadow of the Great Smoky Mountains. I've been down to visit him; a fantastic place. Uh, Mark Warner, Democrat of Virginia, and and King from Maine. So we had uh, we had four lead sponsors and ended up with with many others added as we as we went along, but but the way we get things done around here is if we can get get everybody talking to one another, and I think that's one of the best things about this bill. It was a really strongly bipartisan effort that involved senators from all over the country, and um, and then you know it's I think it's going to make a real difference. I certainly hope it does at Acadia. The other thing, Stephanie, do you have any numbers on the economic impact of the park to the to the region to the to the uh, 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 down east uh, entryway to the down east region?
1: Absolutely. The national parks each year estimate the impact of local visitor spending and in 2019 the National Park Service found that uh, visitors spent about $379 million in local communities around Acadia National Park and that also was probably even multiplied even further when you think about how people actually travel through the state to come to Acadia. Um, and then the job estimate of it, we estimate that it uh, supplies about uh, over 5400 jobs are needed in the local communities as a result of the tourism that comes to the area. So well, it's a uh, large economic impact.
0: And the and the Interior Department estimated that just the Restore Our Parks Act itself, the, the projects that it entails uh, over the next four or five years, uh, involve about forty thousand direct jobs and a hundred thousand indirect jobs. So it was, it's a it, you know at a time of of tough economics. It's it's a it's a, a stimulus in itself. Now I have to bring up a a, a difficult issue, which is uh, how are we doing this summer? That my I've been checking in with friends in the tourism industry and and some at and, at uh, Mount Desert, and it's it's pretty tough. I mean this is this is a. Very, uh, very tough year, uh, and I assume that's the case up there.
1: Yes, I would definitely say that Bar Harbor uh, and Mount Desert Island, there has been, it's a bit quieter than in previous years. Um, And the other thing I'd add too is that uh, friends in the local business community here are being very careful uh, with their customers. So we do welcome all the visitors that we can. Um, presently, uh, under the quarantine restrictions and uh, and or testing restrictions for visitors coming to the state, but uh, it's it's still the same Acadia, and it's a wonderful wonderful place to uh, enjoy the ocean, to uh, get out and recreate on the carriage roads and the trails, and to have a healthy safe outdoor experience. So we do hope that our friends are able to return soon, and uh, that businesses in town. Are able to survive the summer and recover in future years.
0: Well, it's also a great time for Maine people to to visit some of these great spots. Uh, Mary and I, I'm 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 very excited. Next next Friday, the plan is we're picking up a new RV, and uh, we're already. She sent me a text night before last with a list of places we were going to go in it uh, over the remainder of this year when I have a little time away from Washington. So uh, certainly Acadia and Mount Desert are on the on the list. uh, And this would be a great time for Maine people to go and support their neighbors uh, in the tourism industry and also to be able to get a campsite, uh, which uh, in some years is might be pretty tough.
1: Absolutely. We welcome uh, Maine residents. It's also easier for folks from Vermont, and New Hampshire to come travel. And as you said, it is an opportunity for a wonderful Acadia experience, and perhaps with a a little less quiet, so or a little more quiet. So,
0: do we do we really do we really want to be inviting people from New Hampshire? Though, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that you're right because people from New Hampshire and Vermont can come in with no no restrictions. And by the way, I know our governor has taken a lot of heat on that, but I noticed just yes just, just this week, uh, the governors of I think Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York have imposed. Pretty identical 14-day quarantines for people coming in uh, from outside, just as a as a safety precaution. This is an awful, awful. These decisions are terrible for for governors uh, that when they have to choose between public safety and 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 the economy. And uh, I know that it's hard, but I'm hoping that Maine people will pick up some of the slack by uh, traveling within the state, and that's certainly what Mary and I intend to do. You'll probably. You'll probably see us up there. I'll be the guy in the shiny new RV.
1: <laughs> we'll look for you. We'll wave as you go by.
0: Now, uh, we've, we've settled some of the border issues up there, the boundary issues. We got those taken care of a couple of years ago. Let me bring you up to date, Stephanie, on where the bill is. Uh, as I mentioned, it passed the Senate. I think the vote was 73 to 25. And by the way, it's tough to get 73 senators to agree on what time it is. Uh, let alone on an incredibly important piece of national legislation, but we did. We got 73 votes, and it's now pending in the House. The, our version has been passed, and I understand they've introduced an identical bill that's going to have committee consideration and hopefully consideration in the House uh, sometime between now and August. Uh, that, that's I can't promise that, but that's a possibility. And uh, the other the other news on this is that we have a commitment from the president uh, that he'll sign the bill. So, if we can get it through the House and, and if it goes through in the same form that it passed the Senate, it can go directly uh, to the president, and we this should be uh, this should be law by the fall, which would be uh, just great news for the parks and the and the American people.
1: That's terrific news, and Senator King, we can't thank you enough for your leadership on this issue over the years, uh, both with the Land and Water Conservation Fund and with the Restore Our Parks Act uh, that were enveloped into this one bill. It's really been a tremendous result seeing it come forward and have a great opportunity to pass. So thank you for your leadership and we'd also like to thank Senator Collins for her support and uh, in the House Representative Golden for his leadership and also Representative Pingree. It really confirms uh, all our feelings that the main delegation uh, representing Maine people well and ensuring that uh, the state has um, outdoor recreational opportunities that are so important to local communities in times like uh, the COVID-19 pandemic.
0: Well, you mentioned the the 370 million dollar uh, impact of just Acadia in the region. The the statewide impact of of visitors and tourism is is well into the billions. I. The number I saw recently is three billion. I think it may be even more than that. And I remember uh, somewhere on the order of a hundred thousand jobs. Now, this year, of course, it, we've got to acknowledge is 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 really a very very difficult. And and uh, I I was on the on a Zoom call last week with uh, a group of uh, people representing the hospitality industry, and and uh, you know they're really hurting, and uh, it, it's, it's it's nothing. And we're try. We tried everything we can think of down here to provide support through the PPP program and extended unemployment benefits for people who who have been uh, unavoidably laid off. So and I think there's going to be another. I hope there will be another package uh, in July um, to deal with uh, some of the remaining issues and to frankly keep us afloat uh, while we get through this uh, terrible uh, pandemic. But um, the out outdoors is a, is a key part of it. You mentioned Land and Water conservation front. I'm going to talk to Brother Bossy in a minute about that and and the importance that 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 has. Uh, but you know Maine people don't need to be told how important the outdoors is. that's that's part of who we are and and I hope that you'll see an uptick in Maine visitors uh, at Acadia this summer.
1: Definitely, it's a great opportunity to come enjoy this resource that's been set aside for everyone to enjoy. So, we welcome everyone from across the state to come, as well as Vermont, new hampshire and uh, and our arms are open wide.
0: Great. Well, listen, it's great to talk to you, and thanks for all the work that you're doing and And uh, I know you'll be working with the superintendent to to uh, set some priorities and help uh, help us uh, help the D- Department of the Interior figure out where these uh, funds go. but i I dragged the Secretary of the Interior up there. Uh, a couple of years ago and he's he's seen that the famous maintenance garage that needs maintenance so uh, I'm I'm pretty hopeful that that's going to be uh, high on the list uh, and and we're gonna keep after him so uh, thank you so much for the work that you're doing up there and uh, I look forward hopefully to seeing you in person this summer
1: marvelous thank you so much for the opportunity to speak with you
0: thank you and stay with us on inside Maine we're gonna be talking uh, to a guy who works in inland Maine uh, with Katahdin Woods and Waters over near Millinocket. Uh, we're talking to Andrew Bossy in just a minute about what the Land and Water Conservation Fund does, but also about the special connection that Maine people have with the out Stay with us. We'll be right back. Thanks for being with us on Inside Maine. Actually, uh, today we ought to call it Outside Maine because we're talking about uh, conservation and land and recreation and getting outdoors. And uh, I'm now talking to Andrew Bossi, who is uh, the head of the, the Friends of Katahdin Woods and Waters. And Katahdin Woods and Waters, as you know, is the new national monument that was set up in 2016, as I recall, in the summer, uh, up uh, north, uh, due north of Millinocket. Uh, in the Katahdin region, it's it's adjoins uh, Baxter State Park. Absolutely spectacular spot. I've been up there. I've walked it, uh, and and it has one of the great views of Katahdin. Uh, some lovely trails. Uh, the river East Branch runs through it. So, uh, Andrew, I've 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 started the travel log on Katahdin Woods and Waters. Why don't you uh, uh, say say a few words about it to tempt our listeners to come on up and see it?
2: All right. Well, thank you so much first and foremost for uh, having us on here and for your outstanding leadership, Senator King, uh, as well as the rest of the Maine delegation on making sure our outdoors are maintained and special for generations to come. So Katahdin Woods and Waters, you got it right. It was created by Executive Order of the President in 2016. It was uh, a a park that came to being here in Maine. We're familiar with this story through philanthropy like Acadia National Park and Baxter State Park. Uh, This park was born out of full-blown philanthropy when Roxanne Quimby, the founder of Burt's Bees, bought this land and donated it to the American people. So it's a park that belongs to everyone and no one at the same time. There's incredible opportunities to hike, to bike. My personal favorite is to paddle. And more recently, we've been Uh, recognized by the International Dark Sky Sanctuary, International Dark Sky Association as the first East Coast uh, International Dark Sky Sanctuary, uh, and only the second in the entire National Park Service, and it would make us the 12th in the entire world. So incredibly dark skies to view, uh, celestial objects, uh, and there's all kinds of uh, good exploring to do in this new unit of the National Park Service. Now,
0: isn't there a trail that's being built or has been built that comes up the, the East Branch and in, in, into the uh, into the monument? Is that? Tell me about
2: that. That's correct. So uh, there is a trail that is currently being constructed that would run from a place called Penobscot River Trails, which is just outside of our park. Uh, and it would go all the way up to Route 159. So, if you're familiar with the north end of Baxter and Patton Mount Chase, it's this is many miles long uh, that would uh, allow for more recreating, bike riding, and hiking through there. And that's in addition to several other new trails that are be have been constructed and are p- presently being constructed, even right now in the park uh, that we're pretty proud of. So the monument is, uh, almost four years old and it's getting stood up on its feet and we're making, uh, some great progress on, uh, improvements to the park.
0: Well, have you, uh, I want to talk about the improvements, but is, is, I mean, this year is obviously, as we've been discussing a, a really difficult year and, and it's hard for, for everybody in the, in the hospitality industry and the, and the, and the tourism industry. But, um, up until this year for the first three years, were you seeing visitation going up? Are people coming?
2: We've seen consistent increases in visitation. Uh, Last year, we were up 8% over the year before that. uh, And there are similar numbers before that. Our total visitation, it may seem kind of small compared to the like Acadia National Park. We've had about 22, 23,000 visitors last year. But a study recently conducted is estimating that by 20 years from now, over a quarter million people annually will visit this park. So we've got work to do to make sure that this park is not only hitting that quarter million dollar, uh, quarter million, excuse me, visitors, um, but uh, to make sure people have an enjoyable experience and we can exceed that because we know that this park was created in, in for 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 many folks because of the economic value that would. Provide to uh, the towns, the gateway communities that exist around Katahdin Woods and Waters, so devastated by the collapse of the paper industry in the last twenty years.
0: Well, I have friends up there in business who who have seen who have seen real uh, real growth in their businesses uh, since the monument went online, and I think that's uh, I shouldn't say online since it opened, and and I think that's that's. Uh, a, a promising development. Uh, I mean, at, at, as you know, at the time, there was a lot of controversy and whether that was going to be inconsistent with other businesses, particularly the the, the, the timber business, uh, forest products. Uh, but it, it now appears that it's entirely consistent. It's not blocking any other kinds of projects, but it's also adding uh, adding to the economy. And that's in an area that can, can use it. Uh, and, we're, you know, we're working on I had some calls yesterday on some projects in Millinocket and um, so that's a it's a wonderful area and hopefully we can keep uh, keep this uh, momentum going. So tell me about the improvements in the park. What what what's on the drawing board for for uh, infrastructure?
2: Well we are uh, already several new trails have been put into the park. There's a trail to uh lynx pond that's been developed, a pretty easy one uh, to, to do for most ability levels. Uh, there's also uh, portage trails that are being improved along the east branch of the Penobscot River. Uh, I The first river I ever paddled was the east branch of the Penobscot, and I can tell you, uh, this was before it was a national monument, that uh, those trails definitely needed work, and the paddling is unbelievable uh, at Katahdin Woods and Waters. Uh, so we've made those improvements, We're making improvements to campgrounds and overnight accommodations to make sure people have a place to pitch a tent and experience those night skies I was talking about. Uh, And then there's also improvements that are taking place and being planned for some of the most iconic portions of our park, like the overlook that provides this unparalleled view of the Katahdin Mastiff. Um, And uh, we wanna make sure that the infrastructure of this park aligns with the expectations people come with when they say they're visiting a unit of the National Park Service. And so we're well on our way to doing that through a a public-private partnership. Uh, We work with the National Park Service, but I at Friends and the philanthropic partner, our team works to raise funds for a margin of excellence in this park, and we've got work to do.
0: Well, I think, you know, here's free advice. Uh, You should associate yourself with Acadia so that people can come and do both. Uh, you know, sort of a package deal—a surf and turf or something. Uh, I, I can't come up with the motto right offhand, but you know, if if uh, well, ten percent of the of the visitors at Acadia is your—that's that's over your two hundred and fifty thousand visitors, and that would be what an enormous shot in the arm that would be for the Katahdin region. Um, but yeah. uh, you, you know, but so people. People can experience, I mean, Maine has these varied experiences, and, and it's one of the few states that has the coastline that we have, and then the mountains and the inland and the forest. So between these two park units, uh, we can show people you know, just a world-class experience.
2: That's absolutely right. We're working hand in glove with our uh, big sister organization, Friends of Acadia, to make sure we're coordinated. We're so fortunate to have a friends group like that. And you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, the term love to death has been used at Acadia National Park, but we here at Katahdin Woods and Waters, we have 87,000 acres where people can come, they can spread out in this age of COVID-19. Uh, of course, we want everyone to follow guidance, but uh, yeah, we're, we're ready for visitors and uh, the people of the Katahdin region would welcome them. And I understand the signs are up. That is right. At long last, we have signs. <laughs> so uh, people can find you. Yeah, yeah. I won't go into a song uh, about an Ace of Base song, but we're definitely seeing them up and uh, people can find us. And, and
0: are you finding, uh, I mean, let, let's be serious for a minute. It was controversial and there was significant local resistance to this idea. Are you finding that that's uh, uh, going away to some extent?
2: You know, uh, we are. Um, When I first started uh, here, I've been recreating in this area before it was a national monument. And uh, I could count many, many signs. This was controversial when it came to be. And those signs are going away. And instead, we have directional signs uh, for them. So those signs being um, uh, anti-park signs. Um, And I think what really folks are wanting to see now is if they've moved from opposition maybe to Indifference. I think they want to see the economic promise, um, and we're seeing that with more jobs. We've heard of real estate agents being hired. We have we're hiring people here at Friends of Katahdin Woods and Waters. I know a business, a hardware store in Patton, Maine, uh, doubled its square footage with outdoor gear uh, after the monument was created, and is doing great. Uh, so. What I think people really want to see is that better tomorrow that was promised when this monument was created, and I feel like we're making good progress on that now. Uh, but there's certainly more work to do.
0: Well, this this summer is is so difficult, and and we're just all going to do our best. And you you heard me talking t- t- uh, when we were talking about Acadia. Uh, this is a great summer for Maine people to explore places like this. Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Uh, there are no you know there are no quarantines and. We still have social distancing. We ought to wear masks, but but we can we can get out and explore Maine, and in a way that uh, sometimes it's tough with all the all the visitors from out of state.
2: Yeah, and this like I said, like I said earlier, this park you can spread out in. We have eighty seven thousand five hundred sixty three acres. If you do some math and divide that by twenty two thousand visitors, that's roughly uh, about four acres per person if they all showed up on one day. So. You can uh, spread out. The Park Service is taking great precautions to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Um, and uh, uh, we, like I said, welcome the visitation. And and how many, uh, how far is it from Bangor? What's the drive? So the drive from Bangor to about the gate of Catahun Woods and Waters, depending on traffic, is no different from the drive from Bangor to Acadia National Park. So we're talking about an hour and 15 minutes uh, that will get you to... Uh To the gate, and uh you can go off and explore paddle hike bike uh camp all of those great activities so it's, so it's not as far as to your hometown of caribou <laughs> good memory, right that's right. I grew up in caribou Maine, and uh the, did you notice the, by the way
0: the other day that caribou maine
2: was ninety six degrees i i indeed I did my sister had told me uh <laughs> in the morning, it was even before noon uh that it was so hot up there
0: what yeah. it, i I sent a text to Susan Collins with that weather report saying 96 degrees and said, what is this world coming to? Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, an hour and 15, less than an hour and a half from Bangor is pretty amazing. And, and uh, to, to be in a, a really pristine place like that uh, is uh, it's 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 just uh, exceptional. And then there, you know, there's, there's just so much beauty up in that region. You can go on over toward Moosehead and Gulf Hagas and, and uh, Kenio, uh, uh, so like I like I mentioned uh, that I'm, to Stephanie, I'm I'm hoping that Mary and I are going to be up there sometime this summer or fall uh, in the in the new uh, uh, in the new RV made in Indiana. It's a it's a wonderful. We're we're all excited to to come up there. So you you may see us this fall.
2: Well, we would welcome you and anyone else that's listening to this, uh, please reach out to us. You can find our website or find us on social media, and we can help you plan a trip to this, these new uh, public lands and this great park that the American people now uh, own.
0: Is the, is the website katahdinwoodsandwaters.org or something like that? Uh,
2: so our website is friendsofkww.org, uh, and we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, and you could always give us a, an old-fashioned ring at 207-808-0020.
0: Well, Andrew, thank you so much, and thanks for what you're doing. Uh, I'm excited about the progress that uh, the, the monument has made since it was established, and I think it's going to be a real asset. I think it's going to be one of those things that people look back and say, wow, this is really a part of our Part of our uh, our countryside up here that's making a real difference in people's lives, and and it's going to provide uh, inspiration and solace to uh, thousands and thousands of people. That's a that's a great thing. So thanks for your work, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, to seeing you along the way, uh, hopefully on a dark night with a lot of stars.
2: Well, thank you so much, Senator King. Like I said, for your leadership and all you're doing for for our great outdoor spaces. And
0: thank you for joining us on Inside Maine, or actually today, as I said, we're calling it Outside Maine, Uh, Acadia, Katahdin Woods and Waters, two gems. Uh, And and this is a great year for Maine people to get out and visit these uh, wonderful places uh, without uh, uh, as much traffic and crowds as there may normally be. And it's a good way for us as neighbors to help out. Our friends and neighbors in the uh, in the hospitality industry. So, thanks for being with us. Great to have you, and we'll see you next time on Inside Maine.